Hey everyone, welcome to Drew Code Sports Talk. I am your host, Andrew Wright, and over in his bedroom is my co-host, Cody Johnson. First of all, Cody, how are you doing at home almost all the time? I got to be honest, um, normally I would love to stay at home and do absolutely nothing. And now that I'm forced to do it, I don't want to do it. I almost now out of rebellion want to go out and go do something. And now that California has a shelter in place, I almost want to go sit on a park bench just out of rebellion. So, but oh man, I feel you. But we shouldn't though, because for safety reasons, it wouldn't be yeah. a good idea. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, legal reasons too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> anyways. Yeah. I've been seeing people still at the park and uh, the guys that I play basketball with uh, usually during the week. Um, you know, we postponed it until, you know, obviously. Uh, this kind of dies down and so now all of a sudden I've been wanting to play basketball so bad all I've been doing <laughs> you know when I'm at home is you know playing 2k and uh close enough. you know yeah so I, that's all I got and then sometimes I'm running around in my house you know uh, over by the door frames you know you're like <laughs> going for the layups or any trash I'll be like oh I'll, I'll take the trash out Kobe <laughs> you know, so I, I don't know about you, but I, I, have. I still dab up doorways before I walk through them sometimes. I don't know what <laughs> it is. I, I dab them up. I don't know if I go mid, high, or if I go low dab, but I dab it up before I walk it through. I don't know why. I've been practicing on my Euro step on, on the doorways. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, as you can tell, we miss sports a lot, but there has been a lot that has been going on. So, Cody, I say let's just get started. All right. Well, Cody, we have had still more uh, NFL free agency been going down. Um, You know, obviously last week we heard about Tom Brady. It wasn't official, but um, now it is official. So there's a lot that's been going on. Players have been signing with different teams. Um, You know, some big news. Obviously, Cam Newton was released by the Panthers. um, And some couple of XFL players were signed by NFL teams. So there's a lot going on right we still can talk about sports which is really really nice so cody first i just want to get your thoughts um overall on the nfl free agency well you know i think what's funny is with this free agency um because there's like hardly any sports going on right now this has never been the most um i guess watched free agency or or followed just because there's no nba right now there's no soccer there's no baseball that has that should have started already and so obviously any news in the nfl because obviously they haven't even started training camp yet is super is uh you know is almost something that we're craving at this point so you know getting and especially it's a pretty decent off season i would say i mean you we've got drama with tom brady leaving patriots with uh, carolina cutting cam newton um, a couple of other like one year, um, one year um, players that are um, being signed to teams that you know we think would make some sort of good contribution. But um, you know, it's just been an interesting free agency, and again, because of sports um, being basically on hold because of COVID nineteen, it makes it uh, it ma- it makes it even more um, meaningful, I guess, right around this time of year to get some really good. I guess drama in the free agency world and yeah. now it kind of leads up to the draft what who what team is going to go and what strategy um you know dolphins are now looking at going to Joe Burrow and and you know making a play or 
now Tua released a little small video that has been basically going viral on, on Twitter and, and Instagram where he looks stellar now after, you know, after he was cleared by the doctors from his hip procedure. So did you figure I was going to tag you into that video, even if you probably saw it before I did? Oh, I saw it like way sooner than you did, but I knew it was coming. So, and I got to be honest, I was, I was a little impressed, you know, like it was good. And Tua looks bigger in my opinion. He looks like he's packed mm -hmm. on some muscle. Mm -hmm. And I definitely think it's majority of that is in his legs. It looks like, it looks like he's been grinding hard and uh, you can tell when that ball was leaving his hands, it looked pretty good. So, but you know, we'll see. It was also in an open gym. No, no, nobody going after him. No yeah. pressure. You don't know no what pads. receivers he's throwing into. So, I mean, not to say he won't be a good quarterback, but you know, it, he looked good. That's for sure. Well, that's what I heard you said he wasn't going to be a good quarterback. That's what I'll remember. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's up with that <laughs> slander on your end? No, I, you know, I, I agree with you. Yeah, the two – okay, the two of video, I'm not going to go too – I'm not going to get too excited about it because it was really only, like, not even a minute. So, I mean, what can you really take away from that? And just like what you said, there's – I mean, it's not in pads. There's no one after him. I mean, it's it's an open gym. There's really not much that he's doing other than – you know, some feet, some footwork and, and uh, throwing the football. So, you know, what can you really take from, you know, from that video? I mean, you can, you can look at it as a positive and for the naysayers, you can also look at it as a negative, you know, you're like, Oh yeah, well I can do that too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I agree with you in that, in that aspect. So um, there were a few teams that I actually was, I would I would say I really like the way that they have um they've gone. Um I wrote down eight teams. So mm -hmm. bear with me here. Okay. Um first of all was the Cardinals and I really talked about that last week. Obviously with the DeAndre Hopkins signing, Larry Fitzgerald, you know, obviously he's going to be back. Um they went and kind of shored up their linebacking core and they went and got a uh, defensive tackle. So I mean they're they're making moves and I think they're really going to make moves in the draft. So I would definitely watch uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. Mm -hmm. Now I wanted to put the Falcons on my list because uh, former Fresno state player, Tyler Davidson uh, actually signed with the Falcons. Mm -hmm. um, and then the Dante Fowler jr. Signing Todd Gurley, obviously, and then Hayden Hurst. But I really don't like the Falcons offensive line. I don't think they did it. They're, they're going after these, kind of big name guys. I mean, Hurst and Davidson, you know, may not be so big name, but you know, um, they're not going for the positions that I think they really need. I don't think they needed running back. Obviously when they let go of Freeman, yes, but you know, they did get Todd Gurley on a, on a cheap deal. So yeah, I mean, it's not that bad, but you know, injuries and, and then Matt Ryan is getting older so you didn't really shore up that offensive line. So I'm, I'm not 100% sold on the Falcons. Right. Um, but I was, I do like what the Panthers are doing. And I was actually kind of surprised. I was kind of looking at it and I was like, oh man, they're going let to go, let go of Cam Newton, which I'm not okay with. But they went and got Robbie Anderson, yeah. who is a speed receiver. And they have DJ Moore and they have uh, Curtis Samuel on there. So that's, that's three really good receivers. Uh, really talented that are going to help Teddy Bridgewater, who they also signed. Mm -hmm. And what I really like what they did, I really like that they signed PJ Walker um, to back up Teddy Bridgewater because almost they're kind of the same player. I mean, they have really good arms. They can run. 
obviously Teddy Bridgewater is a little, is more talented than than PJ Walker um, when it comes to uh, quarterbacking in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But you know PJ Walker was very impressive in the XFL and arguably uh, the MVP for the XFL. So um, you know if Bridgewater gets hurt, which he has been hurt in when he was with Minnesota. I mean mm-hmm. he had some injuries, and that's how he ended up being the backup for New Orleans. You know, P.J. Walker, I, I like it. Um, they really went – and the other thing I was really looking at is they went after a couple of offensive linemen. They went after John Miller, uh, who signed to a one-year deal, and Russell Okun, who they traded uh, with, the, uh, with the Chargers. So I think that's a really good fit. Uh, and then they got some defensive guys that they're also going after. So mm-hmm. I was really impressed with the Panthers. Also very impressed with the uh, Cleveland Browns. Obviously, they went after Austin Hooper. They said they were going to keep o, uh, OBJ. We'll see. I don't think they should. I think they should trade him because they still need help on the offensive line, but they went after an offensive lineman, Jack O'Kong, uh, Conlon, excuse me. Um, and then uh, they kept Kareem Hunt, which you and I were both surprised. We thought he was gone. Um, yeah. So, and then, um, you know, they, they got Carl Joseph, a former Raider, and Andrew Sadejo. Yeah. Uh, so they really shored up that safety position as well. So uh, this is a good, this is a good Browns team. Uh, be curious to see. Um, I put on the Broncos, the Denver Broncos. Okay, I respect I that. was very impressed with them. They, they got rid of Chris Harris, and a lot of people are like, ooh, I'm not sure. But, and they went and got A.J. Boye, who's not – He's still he. I mean, he's considered a veteran in the NFL, but he is younger than Chris Harris, mm-hmm. and I think he's still. Uh, I wouldn't say he's still in his prime, but he's towards the end of his prime. But that means he's still going to be good. Um, they went and got Jarrell Casey from the Titans uh, in a trade, which I think is perfect. I mean, they they needed some help in the defensive line. They went after an offensive guard in Graham Glasgow. Uh, Melvin Gordon, obviously the big one. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Simmons, a safety. They uh, placed the franchise tag on him, and then uh, Nick Vanette, uh, a tight end, who's probably going to be a backup, but still, uh, really, really impressive by the Broncos. And you can kind of see how they're setting up for the draft. I mean, they're going to go after receiver. They're going to go after offensive line, and probably more defensive linemen. So. Uh, I think the Broncos really uh, paved a way of what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. You knew I had to put on the Raiders at of number course. five. Yeah, I was no, honestly, you to say them. <laughs> honestly, though, I mean, I would say minus uh, Marcus Mariota and giving him quite a bit of money. Um, and um, who was the other one? Oh, Jason Witten. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, minus those two, I like the Aguilar because it's a veteran salary, like the lowest, the low end that you can do. So it's a low risk, high reward type of a deal because Aguilar actually is a really good receiver. Yes, he's had a lot of drops, especially last year. And we know the famous video of, you know, we were catching him on like Aguilar. Right. <laughs> um, you know, I like that they got Eli Apple. I feel like they, <laughs> okay. I have an issue because I wanted the Raiders to draft Eli Apple a long time ago before the Giants drafted him. Right. And we, I believe we had a chance, and we didn't. And I was so upset that we didn't. <laughs> so I think it's a little too late to draft Eli Apple, but I like he's – a, he's a good cornerback. He's going to be 
um, probably, you know, your number two or number three corner. Uh, Malik Collins, as we, we had talked about, they went and got Eric Cush, mm-hmm. um, offensive lineman who can play center or guard, uh, which will really help with depth. Um, and then we were really impressed with Carl Nassib uh, because he's actually a very talented defensive end, and I feel like he's getting better. And then we were really happy with uh, Nick, uh, Nick Kwiatkowski. So uh, very impressed with the, with the Raiders. Also impressed with the Dolphins. I mean, yeah. they went out and got defense. And they said, we're drafting offense and we're going defense yep. on free agency. I mean, Byron Jones, um, they went and got Jordan Howard, who's a really good running back. I think he's very underrated. And he I keeps going so to the team. I, what I, is it? I don't know, but I really liked him a lot when he started off with um, – Gosh, I'm gonna oh Chicago Bears. I was a big fan of him there. Yeah. And he was a I think he was a thousand yard rusher back to back seasons there. And then they drafted um who was the running back that basically Tariq took Cohen. over Tariq Owen. But that one didn't make any sense because again they had Howard who was a, a good back and then yeah. Eagles picked him up for one season and I thought it was a it was a productive season. I you know, other than injuries and I thought that he deserved to be I thought he would work great in their system, but honestly, I like Jordan Howard for the Dolphins. I think it's a, mm-hmm. I like the pickup as well. I, I'm a, I'm a fan of his. I think he'll do, he'll do really well over there. I, I just, I, I don't get it with Jordan Howard. I mean, he's, he's a good back. I mean, he's not a good every down back. I get that, but he was working in Chicago, and then they just, I mean, I get it. I guess in Chicago because he doesn't really fit Matt Nagy's offense. So I, I guess I get that, but. You know, when he was with the Eagles, he was helping them so much. They mm-hmm. were struggling with Miles Sanders. And so they had to throw in Howard. And Howard had some really good weeks. And then all of a sudden, Miles Sanders started going. And so Howard became the backup. And he was still a reliable backup. So I, I don't get it. Anyway, um, you know, Shaq Lawson, they signed, who I really like. I think he's very underrated as well. Mm-hmm. And Kyle Van Noy. All they did was see Kyle Van Noy blow up their offense, you know, for years in New England. And they're like, hey, why don't you come over here now? And he signs right. with himself. I like what they did. Um, yeah. uh, the Steelers, they, didn't, they haven't done much, but I really like what they have done. Bud Dupree, who they franchise tagged him. Mm-hmm. Eric Ebron, I think, is a really good signing. It's a really good fit, and that is a scary offense already. They just made it scarier. Uh, Derek Watt, I think, is a good fullback. And he's really going to help that running game, especially with James Conner. And especially the offensive line kind of was depleted last year. Mm -hmm. Obviously, without Ben Roethlisberger as well, it's going to kind of hurt. But that's going to help Conner. So any fantasy football owners, James Conner is going to be uh, maybe not round one, but round two type of a pick. He just has to not be injured because back-to-back seasons he's Mm -hmm. been injured, which, you know, is I mean, he is a productive running back. But – you know, your, your best ability is your availability. And if you're never available, then you're not really worth a second round draft pick. Cause then if that's the case, go after somebody that never misses any games and you probably get the same production out of them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I agree. Now with the Titans, I put them on as well. And I did want to bring this up. Vic Beasley is a really, really good signing. Um, slapping the franchise tag on Derrick Henry. I know a lot of people are like, why aren't they paying him? Why aren't they doing this? Blah, blah, blah. But listen, Derrick Henry to franchise tag him and him actually accept that. That's huge because that saves you a lot of money. I know you're getting, he's getting paid high, but 
You don't have to commit to a long term. So you can sign a lot of these guys and figure it out next year. Mm-hmm. So I really like what they did. They went after another offensive tackle and Dennis Kelly, who I don't think is bad. I think he's a, he's a good fit. Losing Jack Conlin, I don't think he's going to be as good as him, but he will do uh, for now. And then they re-signed Ryan Tannehill, and I think that's good. I mean, he obviously worked out well. I think they're going to draft a quarterback probably in the later rounds mm-hmm. uh, in in this draft. But overall, I, I, I'm actually quite impressed with the Titans for getting Vic Beasley, first of all. They lost Jarrell Carey. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's kind of a big loss. And then they replaced it with Beasley. And honestly, with the Titans and with um, uh, the head coach, um, oh, man, I had his Mike head Vrabel. in <laughs> Mike Vrabel. Yeah. Vrabel. Um, with Vrabel, he's a really good defensive, uh, defensive guy. And I think he's going to really, uh, no matter what he has, he's going to make it work. So those were the teams I was impressed with. Um, you know, I wanted to bring up the Redskins, but I'm kind of hoping they go after Cam Newton, like you had said last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll be, um, you know, really pleased with what the Redskins did. But for now, I'm going to hold off on saying the Redskins. Well, the Redskins did also trade for Josh Allen. So, or not Josh Allen, excuse me, Kyle Allen, former uh-huh. Carolina's um, quarterback. So I don't know if a Cam Newton reunion is going to happen with Ron Rivera, like I predicted, because then it would be um, Kyle Allen, of course, uh, Dwayne Haskins, and then Cam Newton, if Cam Newton were to sign. So that's a crowded um, quarterback room. And yeah. I don't think they're going to keep three quarterbacks. And, mm-hmm. you know, at some point, you got to have Haskins take over as the franchise quarterback. And you don't want him to turn into a Josh Rosen kind of quarterback where he's drafted in the first round, but now he's a journeyman. And we really don't even know what he can do because the last the last team and the last regime that drafted him did such a poor job at coaching. They didn't really prepare him. So now he's stalled. And now what do you do? Because the dolphins also have Josh Rosen and yet they're thinking about drafting Tua or (laughs) Joe Burrow. And it's like, wait a minute, you have Josh Rose, you have Josh Rosen. I thought he was a franchise quarterback. And now really he's, he's now like a debatable scrub, you know, like a, almost like a bus, but yet, you know, he hasn't really had a fair shot into, you know, figuring out where he's at. But anyway, so um, I don't know if Cam Newton is going to the Redskins. I think a team that I would like to see him go to would be maybe the Chargers. Um, I know that they have, um, I know they have Taylor over there, but Cam Newton is, in my opinion, an upgrade to that. I think mm-hmm. he's a yeah. better runner. I think he's, a, I think he's a better passer. Um, and also, too, if he's as healthy as he says he is, that offensive line would help out tremendously. Yeah. Um, or another good option would be, can you imagine if Cam Newton were, were to be signed by the Patriots? Now, I know that they have Brian Hoyer, who they just signed, obviously. So <laughs> they're bringing in a veteran, which some are debating if the Patriots are just going to stink enough to where they get a high draft pick in next mm-hmm. year's draft, but still keep the winning culture. I think Cal- uh, Colin Cowherd made that point uh, today on his show. But anyways, um, I can see Cam Newton going to the Patriots. I think that would be a good fit. I know that Bill Belichick would like to run more of a – or would like to have more of a mobile offense. And I think Josh Allen, when he drafted Tim Tebow, wanted someone like Cam Newton that was mobile but yet can throw the ball and I think would fit this scheme. Um, so that's where I think Cam Newton can end up, those two spots specifically. I don't know if the Redskins are in the picture any longer. A couple of signings, though, I did like where the Eagles signed uh, – Malcolm Jenkins. I actually like him as a safety. I know that they're bringing him back from the Saints. 
Um, and also they traded for uh, uh, Slay, which uh, you and I were big fans of um, and wanting the Raiders to, um, to get. And I'm kind of surprised that the Raiders didn't fork over. I think it was just a second round pick that got Slay from, um, from the Lions. So anyways, um, the Nelson Aguilar signing, I kind of like it. He's got, he's kind of 50, 50 with his hands. So we'll see how productive he is. The Saints signing Emmanuel Sanders is, I actually really like that one. I think that'll help them, um, when it comes to the like slot position, because now you have Michael Thompson, uh, Michael Thomas, obviously that goes on the outside. And then you have uh, Sanders that can go in the slot and kind of be a, a mismatch for any sort of, uh, any sort of DB. And then um, the one signing I really did not care for was the Falcon signing uh, Gurley, not because of Gurley himself, but you know, there's a lot of question marks around him being injured. Um, a, a report came out this week of him being at 25. He has really bad knee tendonitis, and that's yeah. what basically stopped him from having a pretty good career in uh, in L.A. Uh, with the Rams. So it's almost as if, you know, is he is he worth the um, you know is he worth the signing? Is he worth the gamble? Because the Rams let him go after they signed after they paid him a bunch of money and he wasn't even on the field more than 50% of the time. And he was yeah. somewhat productive, but towards the end of the season when they needed him, he just wasn't there. So that, that signing, I'm a little bit more, you know, wondering if that was a good call or not, but also though, Mel, uh, Melvin Gordon though, being signed by the Broncos, I really, really like, it sucks that it's aren't in our division, but you know, <laughs> it's really, it'll be really good football. I think the, Broncos are taking some pretty good steps to being a um, to being a playoff team, and I think that you know maybe Cam Newton goes to the Broncos. That wouldn't be a bad signing. Yeah. And then can you imagine? Is that a playoff team? You know, yeah. So with a couple yeah. of their acquisitions that they had and the offense that they have, you know, Melvin Gordon with Newton and Sutton, I think that's a dangerous combination. That wouldn't be too bad. And then you still have Von Miller. You know, you you just said um, that they've also signed. Um, Oh gosh, the name's losing me. Oh, uh, um, AJ Bayou is that how you pronounce the name? Bayou. AJ Bayou. Bayou. That was close. <laughs> Anyways, um, but you know From you have that Bayou. Bayou, but you have that uh, defense, and then you have the offense, and it's a little bit more high powered now if you upgrade it with Cam Newton. So yeah, you know the Broncos could be a team to be reckoning with in the AFC. So, you know, as a wild card, so just be on the lookout for them. But, you know, that's uh, pretty much my perspective. And then, of course, the big one is Tom Brady to the Buccaneers. Um, yeah. I'm not that big on Tom Brady just because he's getting a little older. I think, thankfully, he's on a talented offensive team that's going to probably carry him. But, you know, I'm not even going to – we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, the season isn't as bad as I think it's going to be. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't, I'm not saying he'll be bottom half of the league, but – I don't expect him to be like ranking in the top 10 and passing or anything like that. So I think, mm -hmm. I think he'll definitely be carried by the offense. A lot of Duncan, a lot of uh, short passes. I don't see him throwing the ball 40 yards in the air, like Jameis Winston did or Carson Palmer or fill in the blank of any other quarterback that, uh, you know, Bruce Arians has had. So, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, um, with the whole Cam Newton to the Patriots, I don't see it happening. I mean, it does sound like something that the Patriots would do. 
um, go after a guy that, you know, basically everyone's like, uh, he, may, he may not be as good as what we are thinking. But, um, you know, with Cam Newton, I, I just think his personality wouldn't really go well with Bill Belichick. I just, I mean, he worked, he does work hard, um, you know, and, and he was, you know, he was very respectful to um, Ron Rivera, but there were some antics that Newton had that I don't think Belichick would put up with. And so I just don't think it would be a good fit. And I think Newton, I like you saying Newton going to the Broncos. I mean, I don't like it from a Raiders perspective, but I, I do like that. I think that would be very interesting. Um, you know, even though I know the Bears traded for Nick Foles, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears went made a play for for uh, Newton. Um, you know, it's tough. I mean, I mean, I've heard that I've heard Raider fans like, oh, maybe the Raiders should go after um, uh, go after Newton, and it's just like, okay, first of all, I don't I don't see that happening, and if they did, they would have to trade Carr, and what are you going to trade him for? You know, and what are you going to get back, and then if you're the Raiders, you're, you're going off of if Cam Newton is healthy. I mean, he's technically been injured for two years. I mean, he was injured all of last year and basically half of the year before that. So, you know, it's, um, you know, I think every team is, is kind of thinking about what if we had Cam Newton? I don't know how well it would work, but, um, you know, I think the Broncos would make a lot of sense. Um, I think that would be a good fit, um, but we'll see. I mean, it, it's still very interesting. The only issue is we're probably not going to find out where Cam Newton's going to go until this whole, you know, COVID-19 thing is is kind of died down because no one can send him to the doctor and have him get a physical because no, one's, no one can go out. So yeah. uh, I think with the whole Cam Newton situation, uh, we're going to have to wait for a while. So. Well, Cam Newton didn't get a physical in Atlanta um, as a kind of a closing physical for the Panthers, and he did pass the physical. So, you know, that's kind of – and it's not – and the physician he went to to get a physical pass was not anyone associated or affiliated with the Carolina Panthers. So there's no sort of – I don't want to say fraud, but, you know, there's no sort of um, scare of it being not legit. And so yeah. – you know, with that, with that, basically the results coming back as he passed his physical and his shoulders are healthy and his foot is healthy, that's got to be a little bit reassuring because that's information that the league is now going to see and evaluate. And, you know, at this point right now, any time that you sign any player for however much money, regardless of their injury uh, history, if they have it or not, you know, whoever you sign, you're hoping to get a player that is something like what you saw. That's why you're signing, but you never know what you're getting in the future. So, you know, you always have to take that into account. So Cam Newton, could, you, you're very easily right, could not, maybe is not the quarterback he was in Carolina, but he could be the better quarterback for you. Um, mm -hmm. But again, it's, it's all, it's all a, a gamble um, per se. So, yeah. I mean, let me say this. I'm a huge Cam Newton fan. Um, you know, I always, I always root for him, but you know, um, you know, he is older and he has had some, you know, shoulder injuries, which, you know, as a quarterback, that's kind of important. So, 
um, you know, he's going to have to go to a team that has a, a at least a decent offensive line where he doesn't have to do all the work. Because I feel like in Carolina, a lot of the years he didn't have a great offensive line. Um, he had a really good run offensive line, but not really yeah. a pass protective offensive line. So, um, you know, the Chargers would be a good fit. And, um, you know, with the Broncos, I think they'd have to shore that up a little bit. Um, what if the so Cowboys we'll went, what if the Cowboys went crazy and wanted to sign him? <laughs> well, with Travis Frederick now gone, uh, I, I wouldn't even touch the Cowboys. I mean, they went all in on, uh, Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. And now they really have, I mean, they had to let go of their defense basically, and, um, you know, Travis Frederick was like, well, forget this. I'm gone. <laughs> I'm sure that was, I'm sure it was that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, with Travis Frederick, I mean, he was, he was a huge part, huge part of this, um, of this uh, offensive line and, and of that offense. And so with him being gone, I don't think the Cowboys are as sexy um, as they used to be. So, well, that was, that was, uh, that was, Wow, in depth, man. I didn't know we were going to go that long on the free agency, yeah, but I like I it. Well, I didn't know I was going to go that long. <laughs> it's okay. I I like letting you kind of give all the good information because I feel like that you give the important stuff, and then I kind of come in and give you the wishy washy stuff, and we let the people. I don't decide. think so. I think you're. I think you're better at the football stuff. <laughs> oh, stop. You're, so nice. you're, you're too Please. kind, though. <laughs> Please, no. Keep going. Please. <laughs> Well, okay. So speaking of, uh, of, uh, sports and longing for more sports, um, you know, one of the things that we are desperately missing is the NBA. Um, you know, unfortunately because of COVID-19, the NBA season has been postponed. Um, I think it's been about three weeks now since they made that announcement. And now, um, you know, a lot of things are up in the air. Um, you know, playoff positionings, will there even be a playoffs? Will they continue the season? Will they cancel the season? Um, which got us kind of thinking, I know that you and I texted about this a couple of days ago is, you know, with the season potentially being canceled or the playoffs being pushed, or let's just say that the season doesn't even happen. Then what's going to happen with the players that are going to be free agents? Do they basically redo the whole season? You know, what happens? So Drew, what do you, will we even have a playoffs and what's going to happen if the season is canceled? Well, a lot of the, a lot of the people that I follow, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, you know, podcasts, you know, whatever it is, uh, a lot of them believe that it's probably not going to happen. They say it sounds like they're trying to have a playoff, um, but it doesn't look good. And the issue is, is once COVID-19, you know, starts dying down here in the U.S. and um, you know, we can kind of go back to, to normal routine in a sense. Um, you would have to give these basketball players at least a couple of weeks to get back into shape. And then, and a lot of people are saying a month because you just having to sit in the house. I mean, obviously there's probably a lot of the players who are able to work out at home. Uh, you know, do certain things, but you really can't get into it, you know, like you normally would. Um, and so the fear is, is that you're going to get a lot of sloppy basketball and the playoffs are going to just kind of be a dud. And the team that should have won earlier this year probably won't. And so I think 
I honestly, I just don't think they're going to do it. I I think, and it's, it brings up a really good question because I know Kawhi Leonard and like Paul George, their contracts are up after this year. Mm-hmm. So what is the NBA going to do with guys like that? You know, are they going to have to basically say, well, the season ended, so you're going to have to go sign or, you know, is there going to be some, it's going to be interesting, really. I mean, NBA free agency is going to be very interesting. Um, and it's going to be, honestly, it really is going to depend on whether they have the playoffs or not. Because if they still do the playoffs, they're going to have to do it probably into, um, you know, August, which I don't know if they want to do that. Because July um, is is uh, the NBA draft. And then shortly after that is uh, the summer league, about two weeks after the draft. So, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. So, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting what they do. Um, And then, you know, we'll see from there. But I got to be honest, I really don't think – I think they're just going to say the season's done. Um, You know, they're not going to reward, obviously, any uh, championship team because, you know, really, uh, you know, you can make an argument for the Bucs and you can make an argument for the Lakers and even the Clippers. So, I mean, you really really just – you really can't crown anyone. So – in my humble opinion, I really believe the NBA playoffs this year is not going to happen. I think they're going to wait till next year and probably put some sort of, you know, policy that everyone's going to flip out about because of, you know, COVID-19 and what they'll do next time if, if this ever happens again. And, mm-hmm. you know, we'll have another topic to topic, talk about and uh, we will forget that this season was basically a lost season. Yeah. Um yeah, you know, as you were talking, I was trying to find a way to maybe disagree or maybe even, you know, maybe even say that there is a glimmer of hope that the NBA playoffs will come back. Because, again, you know, I heard this on, um, I think it was uh, ESPN First Take, where Rachel Nichols was on as a um, kind of a a special uh, opinion, uh, I don't know what you would call it, opinion star on the on the show. And basically she was saying that the NBA was looking into wanting to do some sort of rest period, like mid season to kind of, um, you know, to kind of combat the long 82 game season, if they weren't going to shave, shave down the season. And she was saying that maybe this COVID-19, depending on how bad it is, if the season comes back later on, that it would actually be a good thing for the NBA. Cause now the whole, well, when would we restart the season? When would we push it back? When would we let it go through? Um, you know, now that they're doing this rather than, you know, shortening either, either an off season or shortening a season, they would just pick up the season right where it, right where it is, depending on the time and then just do it again all next year. Um, instead of shortening a preseason or lengthening, you know, so on and so forth. But anyways, I think with what we're learning now on the news, if, um, if anybody is keeping up with basically the pandemic that's going on is, you know, there might not even be some sort of a vaccine until next year sometime. And I think until there is some sort of treatment or some sort of way that the CDC or WHO can really, um, can really combat these, um, you know, this virus, I think the, I think you're right. The NBA is going to have to cancel the season. I mean, we have the Olympics that have, that has canceled, until next year until this is actually blown over you know and if the olympics that is holding 
hundreds of countries and competitions is going to make that big a decision. The NBA is probably going to do the same thing. It's unfortunate because that means that a lot of the TV revenue they're not going to generate, which means next season salary caps are probably going to diminish, which means there's going to be a lot of a lot of teams in the luxury task, tax uh, violation. You know, so that's going to be another kind of um, domino effect. But you know, for players that are on like a like a two year deal with a one with a player options essentially a one year deal, they'll probably just do a restructure where they re sign for another one in one deal. Uh, may not be as much money, maybe the same amount, you know, or they might just pick up the player option to kind of guarantee their money, um, you know. But I I kind of agree with you on this one, Drew. I'm trying to find a way to kind of spin it to where there's a glimmer of hope. And I don't see how the NBA playoffs can even start. I don't see how the NBA season can kick back up until there's a real sure confidence that this, you know, virus doesn't really make any huge effect. And, uh, you know, doesn't, uh, doesn't harm or, or put anybody in harm's way for sure, because you got people from all over the globe that come to watch these games. And, you know, the last thing we want to do is, you know, try to be the ones that get ahead of it to calm down the danger and then be the first ones to make the danger even more relevant once the game comes back. So I don't know, man, in a couple of weeks, we may get the bad news that the NBA is uh, calling it a season and we won't have a champion, which is unfortunate because I think the Lakers had a really good shot at, at winning it. And uh, you know, now the next thing we need to debate is who's going to get what, what season awards now that the season (laughs) basically is over so yeah i know it kind of like it puts in perspective how hard you know because we figured that you know towards the end of the season lebron and Giannis, you know you'd kind of play out whether you know should it be lebron or should it be Giannis? and now it's kind of like well shoot i have no idea is Giannis even gonna be there this this, after this off season you know (laughs) yeah i mean that's that's that was another question i i totally blanked on him i'm glad you brought that up um, you know, that kind of brings up, you know, is, is Giannis, I mean, I, I assume for a lot of players, they're going to be like, well, we kind of have unfinished business. Like we were doing so well. So I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, you know, the drama with Giannis, it, it might end quickly. Cause he might be like, well, you know, it was kind of going off of whether we were going to win a, a NBA title and mm-hmm. we didn't really get to see how it was going to play out, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, there might be a lot of big stars with one-year deals um, just trying to see what goes on. So, But I did want to pose this question. It, it popped up while you were talking, and it kind of made me think. Because I was talking about, you know, the, you know, obviously the summer league, which has become a big thing now, um, <clears throat> and obviously the draft. Let's say the NBA cancels the season. They say, okay, we're not going to play it. But mm-hmm. what we are going to do, we're still going to have the NBA draft. We're still going to do the summer league. Uh, you know, God willing, obviously. Sure. Um, and then you get the break in September and October. They start doing the um, uh, exhibition games, the preseason games. What if they shorten up next year, NBA season? And during November, when the season is supposed to start, they actually finish where everyone left off and just start the playoffs. So you have the playoffs for November, possibly in December. It'll probably go into December. Mm -hmm. And you finish it out that way. And then you can crown a a winner. You give give them, mm, I would say, like a week or two 
and then you go into January the next year mm-hmm. and you start up the NBA season that way you can push back the all-star game till to um you know April if you want and basically finish out the season going April and May mm-hmm. and then start the playoffs in June and or you know late May or whatever just it just popped in my head I obviously I haven't figured all of the logistics out how that would work but what do you think if they ended up doing that um I think there would be too much of an asterisk around that to make it a legitimate playoff and championship run um not because there's so much time in passing but kind of like the thing that we were just talking about is you've got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George basically on one-year deals, which we are assuming that they would maybe re-sign just because, again, what you said, unfinished business. Then you have mm-hmm. Giannis, who we would assume would re-sign with the Bucks because of unfinished business. Um, you know, I think AD is supposed to be a free agent this upcoming offseason as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of things in question is with these TV deals that won't get done because no season, and then we're going to try to kick up last season in November after there's been a draft after there's been a summer league and an exhibition to get everyone in shape to then give everyone the same record they had last year to compete for playoff spots that maybe half the roster isn't even the same. So, you know, like a team, like for example, Miami, I'm going to give an example sits in fourth place right now and they had a really good roster, but let's Mm -hmm. say for some reason, um, I think they're um, starting, uh, starting, um, God, I want to say quarterback. <laughs> Definitely thinking of the wrong sport. <laughs> Starting point guard, I think, is um, Dragic, or um, I think he comes off the bench. He's definitely an inter- uh, integral part of that offense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, would he even be on the team in the following season? What happens if Bam suffers a, a season-ending injury um, in the preseason to where he's not on the team? So then Miami then goes into this playoff scenario without their full bandit of weapons, and that's not really fair. Also, too, um, the Nets would get back Kyrie Irving and they would get back KD. That's a huge – Interesting. Yeah, that would be a huge swing, and they're essentially playing for last season's championship. So Mm -hmm. I think the logistics makes it a little too complicated considering that you would have already had a draft. You've already had a training camp that restarted for the new year. Money is not going to be the same because we all know that salary caps are going to take a huge hit because they're – obviously those TV deals weren't weren't exercised fully. So – it's probably logistically and it's a lot cleaner um, to just say, you know, scrap the season, no championship in here because X, Y, Z, rather than having a champion get crowned with an asterisk of, well, the season also was on like a seven month hiatus when we kicked it back up and then, you know, X, Y, Z, it happened. So I think just for the sheer fact of it being too messy, too much controversy, I think, you know, in November, if you're going to restart the season, just restart it from game one to however long you're going to do. You know, maybe in November, if you start it, you go, you do 70 games rather than 82 or whatever that number is. So I think that's where they're going to have to start it at. Um, yeah, that's what I'm thinking on that. You know what I think? I think you're just jealous. Okay. Okay. Why do you have to poo poo everything that I do? I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it just came to my head, and I just figured, hey, you know, why not? So, I like no. don't get me wrong. To end the season on a good note, like if in in uh, May or June, let's say, if um, you know, I think there was this was kind of thrown around by Adam Silver that if 
like let's say the elite of the elite um, NBA stars, you know, all come back having a, a, a negative uh, COVID-19 test to where they're healthy to play, you know, having them all play in one exhibition game, kind of like the all-star game, one last game to end that season, just for something for the fans or whatever. I think that would be a lot of fun and interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, basically do a, another like all-star type festivity week or whatever, where you have a bunch of different competitions and, you know, have the best players play a game of horse or, um, you know, have them play king of the court um, mm-hmm. with like LeBron James and like Giannis and let's say James Harden. That'd be, I think, super interesting. And, you know, just do a bunch of those kind of competitions for a week. And then once they're all done, that's it, you know, and then we'll just wait for the next season. Cause I don't see how, you know, just kind of, kind of piggybacking off of what you said, there's just, I don't see any way how the NBA can kick it back up because again, mm-hmm. you know, until this thing kind of subsides, we don't know when will it subside and just for pure safety and just to make sure that everyone's healthy and safe, it's probably not a good idea to do it anytime soon or unless there's some sort of legit treatment or, you know, some way that's going to put everything back to normal. So what about like in June or July, like before the NBA draft, they did like a March madness. So every single team, gets together there's 30 teams in the nba so you could have two separate you got 16 teams on each you know bracket or whatever right and they just play it out that way i mean you have east and west that'd be a lot of fun play it out like that i mean that would be interesting i mean you wouldn't have to say they're the nba champion you could say tournament champion yeah you could know say special tournament covid19 champion (laughs) you know what would suck about that though what would end up happening is because in June and July, you'd get Clay Thompson and Steph Curry back. And literally, statistically, in the standings, the worst team in the NBA at the time is the Warriors would probably win the entire tournament. <laughs> and then everyone I don't, was, I don't know. The Lakers, I, Lakers and Warriors, that would be no, like first, the first week of this tournament. You have Lakers and Warriors. That's pretty interesting. I mean, yeah, but you don't mean to tell me that you, you don't mean to tell me you wouldn't be pissed off that. LeBron and AD would get eliminated by Clay and Steph in this well, tournament. Yeah, of course. But I'm okay. a Laker fan. I mean, I don't know. I just I think that would make it interesting. I, and I like that. Like idea, I said, though. it's not it's not the NBA title. It's just sure. it's just like a tournament to for the fans. You know, like welcome back fan tournament. You know what I mean? No, I like that. I like that idea, but I don't think it's gonna happen. But that's again, good idea. see, again, you just you're just we jealous. Should, think of it. We should submit this to Adam Silver and see what he says. Well, you know, Adam Silver, if you're listening, is this email still? Adam solved Silver all your at, problems. Is this email still Adam Silver at NBA.com? Is that what his email is? <laughs> that's his Twitter. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think man, we've done we've done enough. We've done enough damage to the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> to the NBA playoffs and NFL free agency. Uh, Cody, uh, you know, you brought your A game again, man. So I'm very proud of you, man. You're you're always bringing it. I feel bad that I feel like I'm not. So thanks, coach. <laughs> hey, we appreciate all of you, um, all of you listening and uh, taking the time to listen. I know it's a little bit easier because everyone is quarantined, but I appreciate uh, you still downloading the uh, the podcast and listening it, listening to it. Excuse me, can't talk now because it's the end. And <laughs> um, 
But you know what? Cody worked very hard in his quarantine hours. Uh, he went and uh, really developed our uh, our website. So it is beautiful. Uh, there's a lot of uh, pretty uh, basketball shooting forms that you can see on the pictures. Uh, all of our episodes from our podcast and YouTube, all of the links are on the website. So go to DrewCodeSportsTalk.com. You'll see everything that we have done so far. It is on that website, and uh, we're hopefully going to put more and more pictures on there and, and obviously more and more episodes. And uh, Cody and I have been talking about uh, more videos for YouTube, obviously, and since we're quarantined, maybe uh, maybe a prime opportunity. So, um, But we appreciate Hey, go follow us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, which is at Drew Code Sports Talk. Um, please uh, subscribe to our podcast on any uh, major podcast that you where wherever you get your podcast. Um, go and watch our YouTube videos. And uh, hey, go to our website. Like I said, email us if you have a question that you want us to go over, or that you just had a general question about us. So, and go listen. Go listen to two bays in a pod. It was really fun. And uh, we're going to have one coming up shortly. So, everyone, thank you so much. We appreciate everything that you guys do. Share us, like us, whatever you do, just uh, support us. That's all we need. So, thank you, everyone. Don't forget to watch your hands, everybody.